0: I had really it had been my my plan my plan to preach something very, very uplifting and we would all shout and uh and all that good stuff. But I'm just gonna be honest with you, I don't feel like I could I could kick my leg up high enough to do it justice <laughs> like I need to do it. And y'all know I can't preach a shouting message without kicking my leg, so um. No, but I felt like the Lord gave me some direction. And you know that next Sunday is our Sacrifice Sunday. Please be in prayer, you and your family, between now and then. Please be in prayer about what perhaps the Lord would have you to do. And then when you come to the service, be open to s- if God speaks to you further. Just be ready for that. Um, I'm going to tell you something. It is amazing the way God has blessed people in this church who have been sacrificial givers. And uh, that, is, that is not a new thing. It sh- shouldn't take us by surprise. It is what God does. And so next Sunday, we will be uh, making those pledges. It's a three-month pledge. You have three months to get that in. And uh, we want to move into the realm of sacrifice. Not just what we can afford, but what would be a sacrifice for us to do. And we believe, and if, and if God doesn't help you make that up, then okay. But we believe God's going to give you the means to fulfill that pledge. Amen? Amen. So with that, in our, um, in our forward view, I would like to preach this morning a little bit about sacrifice. And my subject this morning... Uh, Well, I'll give it to you in just a moment. Leviticus chapter 2, verses 8 through 16. And I know you've stood a while. If you'll just give me just a couple more minutes here. And thou shalt bring the meat offering that is made of these things unto the Lord. And when it is presented unto the priest, he shall bring it unto the altar. And the priest shall take from the meat offering a memorial thereof and shall burn it upon the altar. It is an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. And that which is left of the meat offering shall be Aaron's and his son's. It is a thing most holy of the offerings of the Lord made by fire. No meat offering. Notice this. No meat offering which ye shall bring unto the Lord shall be made with leaven. For ye shall burn no leaven nor any honey. Everybody say honey. In any offering of the Lord made by fire. As for the oblation of the first fruits, ye shall offer them unto the Lord, but they shall not be burnt on the altar for a sweet savor. In every oblation of thy meat offering shalt thou season, everybody say, with salt. With salt. Neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering. With all thine offerings thou shalt offer salt. And if thou offer a meat offering of thy firstfruits unto the Lord, thou shalt offer for the meat offering of thy firstfruits, green ears of corn dried by the fire, even corn beaten out of full ears. And thou shalt put oil upon it and lay frankincense thereon. It is a meat offering. And the priest shall burn the memorial of it, part of the beaten corn thereof and part of the oil thereof, with all the frankincense thereof. It is an offering made by fire unto the Lord. I want to preach today from this subject Something sweeter than honey. Something sweeter than honey. There is something about our sacrifice. We don't need to add something to it to sweeten it. There's something sweeter than honey that is offered to God when we bring our sacrifice. Would you just ask the Lord to help us right now as we preach his word in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your presence here today. I thank you, God, for what you've been doing in this church. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to continue to do in this church today. Be with us, Lord, and help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing this morning. We have any? Do we have any recipe geeks in here? Yeah, we got several. I don't know if that's the right word to use. (laughs) May have, may not have been very politically correct. But uh, we got folks in here that enjoy recipes and trying them out. When you find the good ones, you send them on to us. If you find one that's bad, you just hold on to that one. Of all recipes, there's one that kind of has stood atop the chain of secretive but wanted by everyone. It was a list of 11 spices that grew into national and now probably international prominence from the days of the Depression, when the best you could hope for was a yard bird to cook in the kitchen once a week. But a man by the name of Harlan was interested in far more than wringing a few necks (laughs) and eating chicken fried. Uh, He wanted to make it a delicacy. And he did succeed. And uh, you have all seen his restaurants all over uh, the world Um, They have a distinct shape. The buildings are easily identifiable. Uh, Harlan preferred to call himself Colonel. We know him as Colonel Sanders. Mm -hmm. And as much as he became an iconic image, his blend of 11 spices drove a nation of fried chicken eaters back over and over to eat them Uh some original crispy. And those 11 spices became the great secret of his franchises. And there's a lot of people through the years that tried to come along saying they had the secret. They didn't. In the late 90s, they finally revealed those spices. So if you'd like to know what they are, listen close. Mix with two cups of white flour, you need two thirds a tablespoon of salt, half a tablespoon of thyme, half a tablespoon of basil. A third tablespoon of oregano, one tablespoon of celery salt, one tablespoon of black pepper, one tablespoon of dried mustard, four tablespoons paprika, two tablespoons garlic salt, one tablespoon ground ginger, three tablespoons white pepper. And if they really wanted to do me a favor, they would add maybe a tablespoon of Tony Chachery's. Make it 12 spices. You fry it in a pressure cooker for eight or nine minutes and you have the Colonel's original crispy. But hidden perhaps in between the lines is the unspoken. That the spices serve no purpose if they are simply left on the shelf. In fact, there's no reason to farm them. There's no reason to take the time to cultivate the plants or to harvest them. And certainly, there's no reason to buy them if they're not going to be used. Many spice racks have been sold for the spices on the racks simply to harden on the countertop, having never been useful. And if we are honest, they only serve as something else to have to dust off once in a while. But today, as we look through the Word of God, I want to turn your attention to a... To a particular seasoning that the Lord gave us that is so important when it comes to uh, this thing called sacrifice. The Levitical priesthood was the way that Israel connected to Almighty God. The order of serving God, of obtaining redemption from sin, was very specific. It wasn't necessarily Extremely difficult, but it was very specific. God had an expectation of his people in the way that they would approach his holy presence. Such is the pages of this book that we have lifted these verses from today. Um, That the Lord was telling Israel in Leviticus, he was saying, you need to make sure that whenever you bring your sacrifice to me, That you do it according to the manner in which I have told you. The Israelites had been instructed in the first Passover to celebrate it in a particular way. They had to eat the meal standing up. It had to be a specific animal. The house could not have any leaven in it or yeast. And the lamb had to be prepared with bitter herbs. There are other things about the Passover, no doubt, but undeniably, it was a season of seasoning, doing things according to the way that God said. When you get to the other side of the Red Sea, the Lord saw fit to continue this pattern that he had given them, and salt became central to their act of worship. Uh, It is true that for Years and years and years, since the garden perhaps, salt had enormous value. The ancients would establish cities around its mines. They would name valleys from whence it came after it. They would build roads, long roads, roads that were 150 plus miles long in a time period when that was not easy to do to get salt from the mines to the cities in which they live. Not only that, but great camel caravans would traverse 500 miles one way through the Sahara Desert, through the place called the Eye of the Needle, to get the salt and return back with it to market. And there are times in which we fuss about the 10 minutes it takes for, for us to get from our house to Walmart to pick up a box of it. That's how much they wanted it. Salt became widely recognized as currency of the time. So valuable it had become that, in fact, our word for income, salary, comes from the word salt. In the infinite wisdom of God, and as he spoke the world into existence, he would place this thing called salt into the earth for man's benefit. Yes, there are other spices the Bible speaks of, but this is the mother of them all. It makes all of the other spices taste better. And when we come to this place of worship at the altar in our text today, it's when the sacrifice has been laid on the altar and the prerequisite of that sacrifice has been given by the Lord. From these instructions to Moses... Uh, we have had a readjustment of our value of things, particularly this thing called salt. It wasn't valued for the sheets of salt that were cut to particular lengths and widths in the Sahara. It wasn't just valued because of it was the currency of the day. It wasn't valued simply for the amounts of money that it made the merchants. But in this passage, God elevates the value of salt, to a far higher thing, letting us know that it is indeed the spice of heaven. He said, Every oblation of thy meat offering shalt thou season with salt, neither shalt thou offer the salt of the covenant of thy God. Excuse me, neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God. To be lacking from thy meat offering. With all thine offerings thou shalt offer salt. Every time you offer a meat offering. You do it with salt. Every occasion whereby a sacrifice is made. You do it with salt. The word for meat here is translated as both meat and grain. It's not meat specifically as we think of it. It could be grain. So whether the offering came from the field or from the herd, it was going to take something more than what was outside. It required what was inside. I want to tell you today that we all need to come to the realization of the fact that there are things about us that may impress other people, but there is nothing about us that makes us particularly impressive to God considering He's got everything He's ever going to need. And there's people in this room today that sit here, and you're gifted people. And you have talents, and you have abilities that far outweigh things that maybe the rest of us could do. Maybe you're uh, a tremendous organizer. Maybe uh, on your job, you are so very capable at what you do. There's some of your jobs, if, if I tried to go do what you do, I'd look like an idiot. I don't want to look like that that way, so I'm not going to go try to do what you do. There's some of your jobs I couldn't do it, but you're very skilled at it. You have that, you have the 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 training, and you have the uh, capacity to do that. And and I thank God for it. There's there's gifted people that are in this room today, but I want you to know something: when God calls us. To the altar of sacrifice. God doesn't call us to the altar of sacrifice. Because he needs. What we're gifted in. Uh, He doesn't call us to the altar of sacrifice. Because. uh, He wants. uh, He wants something that. Only we can give to him. That nobody else can give to him. He, He said it this way. He said when you come to the altar of sacrifice. Do not come. And try to sweeten. You're offering with honey. Don't try to bring something sweet. And, and try to add to that sacrifice. And make it seem sweeter than it really is. God said I don't need that. If you study history. You'll find that the pagans. Almost, almost all the time. When they would offer their sacrifices. On their altars. It was their custom. That they would pour honey. Upon their sacrifices. It was their way of telling their gods that that this is something that has been sweetened to make it better for you so that you would really like this. But our God said, I don't need your honey. I don't need you to try to sweeten this deal. I don't need you to try to make it seem better than it is. I'm not looking for you to to come and, 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 and try to bribe me, per se. He said, all I need from you is that one seasoning called salt. Uh, Why salt, Lord? Because salt is a preserver. And because salt was costly. And it it exacted something from the person who was giving it. Salt was not easy to come by. But when you gave salt on that offering, you were telling the Lord, this means something to me, God. This is costing me something today, God. And I want you to know that it is coming... (laughs) (coughs) That it comes from a place deep inside of me. That, that, it is, that it is taking something from within me. And I'll give you whatever I've got to give you. But I want you to know I'm serious about this thing called sacrifice. I've got to preach to you and tell you today. God doesn't want your honey. God doesn't need your honey. Cain tried to sweeten. The sacrifice with his own offering, but God rejected it. And uh, Ananias and Sapphira tried to sweeten their offering by putting words to it that said, "This is everything we got from the sale of our property, and 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 we're sweetening this deal." And the Lord said, "No, I don't. I don't receive that." And God struck them both down dead. God prohibited it. And I'm going to tell you today that He forbids us to sweeten the sacrifice with our talent. He forbids us to sweeten the sacrifice with our connections. He forbids us to sweeten the sacrifice with seniority. He forbids us to sweeten the sacrifice with positions in life. He forbids us to sweeten the sacrifice with our past even our past accomplishments in him. Right. You can hear the words of Samuel in 1 Samuel fifteen twenty through 22. The scripture says, and Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone the way which the Lord sent me. And have brought Agag the king of Amalek. And have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the spoil. Sheep and oxen. The chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed. To sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said. Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices. As in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. The Lord had told them what to do, but Saul came back trying to sweeten the deal. He was intent that the way of sacrifice would be far better served by bringing a bigger offering to the Lord. He was sure that the way of sacrifice of God was far less important than his way. I am telling you, you cannot put sugar on a sacrifice instead of doing what God has commanded. And though that lesson of Saul's was so long ago, the lesson still resonates today. You can't put honey on the sacrifice and it be acceptable to the Lord. He was so clear about how we were to do it. It must be his way. Bring it without honey. Bring it without leaven. But make sure that you salt it. The scripture is clear. When God takes the sacrifice. Though it has no sweetener on it. Hear me right now. Though it has no sweetener on it. The scripture says that it became a sweet smelling savor to the Lord. He said when you bring your sacrifice to me. And you do it the way I'm asking you to do it. And it costs you a little something when you season it with your salt. Uh, That goes up to me. And it becomes a sweet smelling savor to the Lord. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that wonderful? That it's our obedience to God's call to sacrifice. That begins to put a sweet smell into the nostrils of God. You know, I thank God for our worship. I thank God for our preaching. As poor as it may be today, y'all just stick with me. We'll be all right. I thank God for our preaching, our singing, our music, all of those kinds of things. But let me just tell you right now, what really causes God to sit up and take notice is when his people sacrifice something to him that has caused them something. Would you lift your hands right now? Hallelujah. When his people offer him something that has cost them. And they do it the way he has told us to do it. That begins to bless God. And there's a sweet smelling savor that ascends into heaven. There's a lot of people that experience the presence of God. Because he said where two or three are gathered in my name. There will I be in the midst. There's a lot of people that get to experience his presence. Uh, But there's not a lot of people that put a sweet-smelling savor into the nostrils of God. There's not a lot of people that are sending something up to him that blesses him. I don't know about you, but I think that in this church, we ought to make it a point that this is not just a church that invites the presence of God in here. But it should also be a church that sends up something to the Lord that begins to bless him, that begins to cause What is that? What is that? Oh, that's my people, it's sanctuary. They're sacrificing. They're giving me something that has cost them. <coughs> I'm not just talking about your money, though we're gonna take up an offering next Sunday. I'm not just talking about your money. I'm talking about your time. I'm talking about your commitment level to the Lord. When you are faithful to Him. And when you make sacrifices to Him. To do the things that He has called you and I to do. I'm telling you it causes a sweet smelling savor to go up. I'm so glad to be a part of this church. I am so glad to be a part of this church. I... Uh when i got called out to go to st louis tuesday i didn't really, i knew it was a possibility that was going to happen but i hadn't really planned on it too too much and so th- they contacted me tuesday afternoon and and so i wound up jumping in the truck and heading up there and if i'd have foreseen all i was going to deal with i would have said no no and I called Brother Clinton, and Brother Clinton said he could take care of Wednesday night service. Thank you so much for preaching the way you do to us. We appreciate that. And uh, and I got in the truck and 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 headed that way. And and uh, I uh, we fought some of our, our, the sickness we've been fighting in our family. And I got a text with a picture of I had asked. I had asked, uh, like, one person if they didn't mind to be here a little bit early and try to make sure that things were straightened up enough from this past Sunday because when you have kids revival, things get messed up. And um, then we have a great kids revival? <laughs> powerful, powerful. And so they, uh, I get a picture, and we've got several people that are here, and they're setting up chairs and trying to get things back in order, vacuuming. Setting the platform up before church, and uh, and that blessed me, and and I, I knew that some of them could have probably had other things they did before church, but they made it a point to be here and help do some things, and and uh, my wife, it, when I threw that on her, I knew that was going to make her week tougher, and and uh, especially whenever I get there and Nora comes down sick as well, and. And we're trying to figure all these things out. And and, uh, I'm just going to tell you what. I appreciate people who sacrifice. This church has an innumerable amount of people who know how to sacrifice. And it's one of the reasons God has blessed us. It's one of the main reasons that God has put his hand on this church. And uh, it's one of the main reasons I didn't want to be gone today. Today. I wanted to be here, sick or not. I wanted to be here because I knew if I could just get here, I'd be in a place where God would move, and God would bless, and God would pour out His Spirit. And I didn't want to miss that. And I—it's because of people like you. I, it's amazing to me that all of this stuff has happened the last over the last couple of weeks. Everything we've done with the revival and and getting it back set up and all that. And I haven't been any help to, to those people who set that up and tore it down and put this back up. Not because I didn't want to, but because we've been fighting sickness in our house and I couldn't get here. But I knew there were people of God who had it taken care of. And, and I just sat at the house with my son and when he was sick. And I sat at the house and I said, thank you, God. For giving us a church like we have. A church that knows. That there's something sweeter than honey. You know. We don't have to. We don't have to try to. Uh, pretty this thing up so much. That, that we try to. Uh, that, that we try to make up for our shortcomings. Thinking God can't come bless what we have. And we've got to do something to make what we have better than what it really is. I am dead set against us trying to, uh, excuse me, words are escaping me this morning. But I am dead set against us trying to, uh, to somehow manufacture something that is, that is less than what God would do. We don't have to manufacture anything in this church to have the blessing of God on this church. And there's a lot of people trying to do it today. And, and there's a lot of people that, that are doing every little thing they can. And I'm not against uh, lighting, and, and obviously, and I'm not against any of those things. I'm not against good music. By the way, I know I'm not using this word <laughs> correctly right now, Brother Drew, okay? So forgive me. Our music team was decimated with sickness and stuff this week. And didn't those three just do fantastic leading us in worship? I think Sister Erica needs to do that more, don't you? And uh, and so, uh, you know, we can try to, to, to do a whole bunch of things to manufacture something that is not here. But if we do that, all we will be doing is putting on a show To make up for a lack of what is real and what is of God. But I am so glad that in this place, when the sacrifices are offered up, the honey is put aside, and the salt is poured out, and the presence of God comes, (coughs) and He meets us here. He meets us here. We didn't do anything special today we just came in here and started singing songs of zion we just came in here with prayer in our hearts expectation in our spirit and we just knew that god would move and god would do something wonderful and hasn't he moved in this place already i could feel his presence when i walked out of my office they told me they said if you want pastor Just stay in your office till that last song and come out during that last song. I already felt bad enough coming out after y'all started church. (laughs) Felt like one of those, uh, one of those, uh, I don't know what the best way to say that is. Uh, (laughs) Let me see if I can get this right. (laughs) Felt like one of those uh, people who thinks more highly of themselves than they ought pastors. (laughs) Who likes to come out after everybody else has been worshiping, and then they're gonna come to the pulpit? And no, I don't. I don't believe in that. And uh, so when I came out here, and I could feel praises going up, I'll be honest with you. And I'm still battling. And pray for me because I gotta preach tonight too. I can't back out of it. I just can't do it. Uh, but when I came out here and they were singing that—that that song y'all were singing at first—shout. With a voice of triumph, something got a hold of me. I don't feel great in body, but I felt like I had to shout a little bit. I felt like I, you know why? Because the presence of God was in this room. Because people came with their salt and they were pouring it out to God. And I have come to preach to you. I have come to tell you. I have come to tell you today. That God's going to bless your sacrificial offering. God's going to bless every sacrifice of praise. God's going to bless every sacrifice you made to get through the doors today. Don't let anything keep you out of here if you can help it. I understand when we're too sick to be here. I get that. I'm not asking you to do uh, what I've done today. As pastor, I felt like I needed to be here. So don't, don't misunderstand me. I know when it's, when it's not feasible. But when you know there's something pulling on you that shouldn't have enough pull on you to keep you out, you ought to pack up your salt and say, we're going to church today. We're going to the house of God today. I've got to go pour some salt over my sacrifice so it can become a sweet-smelling savor to the Lord. Would you clap your hands and give the Lord praise? 2 Corinthians 2 and 14, the scripture said, Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God, a sweet-smelling, a sweet savor of Christ, in them that are saved, and in them that perish." When God sweetens the deal, when we obey his word, it's always for a purpose. Salt was part of the covenant with God. He specifically pointed out salt as being part of what was his. And so when you read that verse we just read, our spirit should be provoked because uh, we understand that we are to be the salt of the earth. And he said, when you give yourself to me, he said it causes there to be a sweet savor of Christ that goes on up. We, the salt of the earth, have become the sweet-smelling savor in the nostrils of God. There's two ways, uh, excuse me, there's a few ways in which salt is brought to the surface of the body. Uh, Two of them, though, is where I would like to spend... Uh, Just a few moments here as I'm closing this service. The first of them is in our sweat. When you begin sweating, salt begins to be leached from your pores. It's that substance that you feel on your skin after working in the hot sun for a while. And the second way that salt is released from your body is in your tears. One study found that emotional tears may contain more protein than other types of tears. The science is not conclusive, they said at this point, but it definitely sends protein and perhaps even much more protein when your tears are emotional tears. Protein and sodium, the recipe for God's sacrifice it should not come as a surprise that isaiah speaks this way in isaiah 66 and 8 who hath heard such a thing who hath seen such things shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day or shall a nation be born at once for as soon as zion travailed she brought forth her children Children are born in the presence of three things. Blood, sweat and tears. Blood, a sacrifice. Sweat, labor. Tears, travail. And if this church will get on board with what I'm preaching today, we will see children born in the kingdom of God. When blood, sweat and tears When sacrifice, labor, and travail all come together. There is going to be a divine connection that is made. And there is going to be babies born into the kingdom of God. This church must be a birthing ward. And we are going to do it by prayer. We're going to do it by work. And we're going to do it with many tears psalmist said in psalm 126 5 and 6 they that sow in tears shall reap in joy he that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him I'm preaching you today about something that is sweeter than honey. And that is when we begin to sacrifice to God the way he's calling us to sacrifice. And we pour that salt out. And that sweet smelling savor goes up. And we get those three elements of the sacrifice. The blood, the work, and the tears all coming together. When that happens, God is glorified. The church fulfills its purpose. And God moves in our midst. You can exist without leaven in your life. You can exist without honey in your life. But you cannot exist without salt in your life. It preserves... And in the hands of God, it is made sweet. It is the word of the Lord. It is the word of the Lord. And so I am telling you today that we need to make make certain and be very careful that we are not trying to manufacture that sweet-smelling savor. We cannot do, and I don't think this church is trying to do it, but I'm just giving this admonition. We cannot do with anything we have around here what God wants to do through the power of the Holy Ghost. We cannot do it. That's why I wasn't worried that I wouldn't be able to preach just quite like I always preach today. Because you know what I know? I know that the word of God is powerful. It don't matter if I'm hollering. don't matter if I'm just sitting back, taking it easy. I even considered putting a chair on the platform today and sitting in it, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm okay, though. I haven't needed that. But if I needed it, I would have got it. Because I know that God's Word is powerful no matter what. I can't manufacture what only God can give. And God will only give what He wants to give when we. The sacrificing right. And so I am praying in this church. That we will get to the place of sacrifice. Being more intentional about it. Being more concerned about it. Than we have ever been before. So that the blessing of the Lord can rest upon us. And the hand of God can lead, guide and direct us. And the spirit of God can move. In our midst. Does anybody want that to happen around here? Would you raise your hands to the Lord right now? So this is what I'd like to ask today. We're going to stand together. Why don't we go ahead and do that? And if there's anybody in this room that perhaps there's an area in your life where you know the Lord's asking for you to bring a sacrifice to Him, it may be in the area of faithfulness, it may be in the area of an outward separation, it may be in the area of your finances, it could be in a lot of different places. But if you feel like the Lord is speaking to you, I know He's speaking to me today. And you would like to begin to pour salt on that sacrifice. And you'd like to see God be pleased and that sweet-smelling savor ascend into heaven. I'm asking you, if you don't mind, I know we're, we're limited in space, but I'm asking you, if you would, step out from where you are. Come join me at the front of this church today. And let's come with our hands lifted in a total surrender to Him. Bringing to Him our sacrifice. Bringing to Him the thing that cost us something. We bring it to you today, Lord.